welcome to the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I'm your host, Sally Ann Hurley, and I'll be loving the shit out of a variety of topics with you. I hope each episode brings you insight, inspiration, and positive vibes. So let's get into it. So welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Today I'm joined by Jeff Sang, who is a professional photographer. He has his own photography business called GZ Picks. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sally. No worries. So I thought to get things started today, we could get to know you a little bit and learn about your story and how you became a photographer. Yeah, sure. So it was a quite the journey um i actually didn't study it at all i was completely self-taught but um there's much more to it than that i'll take you back to 2014 it was a very turbulent time in my life um so back at that time i was a full-time you know corporate job telecoms engineer uh you know didn't think you know anything of it just slogging away yeah um full time at that time though my grandfather who was very dear to me he was on his last legs uh he'd been diagnosed with uh stage four lung cancer so um it was very tough for the family but the problem was everyone was you know working Mm. um but he needed like care the only person who could take care of him was uh, grandma but you know she needed relief now and then and you know you know my mom would help out as much as she could she'd cook and stuff but other than that it was just me and my sisters my sisters though were studying so it was important for them didn't want to bother them too much so basically i was thinking how how could i help out more to yeah to take care of him so luckily uh my company allowed me to go down to four days a week Mm -hmm. so i worked there four days a week and on fridays i would uh, take care of grandpa take him to the uh wherever he needs to go doctor visits um you know pharmacy runs oh that's something else that no one else could do grandma couldn't drive and grandpa had lost the ability to drive Mm. by that point so it was only me who could do that um but another thing was happening during that time which was an increased um dissatisfaction with my job like Mm. i i was uh I felt like I was, you know, slipping into some kind of rut or depression, depressive state of some kind. Mm. Um, totally nothing to do with grandpa. Like that was it, that was a slow burning thing at the time, but more for myself. I just felt unfulfilled in my job. Like I feel like I had so much to give, but nowhere to express it in my job and so I in that year was was really crazy for me I started to in any spare moment I had during my work day I would just be 
doing not working stuff. It was really bad. <laughs> I was a, probably a very bad employee that year. <laughs> I just did the bare minimum that mm. I needed to do. And then every other spare moment I had, I would be, you know, reading up about other things that I enjoyed. Um, and one of those things was photography. At the time, photography was just purely a hobby, you know, like, um, I think that year was when I bought my first, like, serious camera. And I taught myself how to take photos on it. It was a mirrorless camera. And for those of you out there who are also interested in photography, starting off with a mirrorless camera is the best way to teach yourself because you get to... When you change the settings on a mirrorless camera, you see what, how it affects the picture as compared to a standard DSLR camera where you kind of just guess and check. So uh, mirrorless, photo- uh, mirrorless camera is a great place to start. Just a little tip. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd be very distracted at work learning whatever I could about photography And all the while, Grandpa's slowly getting sicker. And it kind of reached... These two things kind of reached a peak. Mm. Um, So Grandpa was getting sicker towards the end of the year. I was getting more jaded at work. I was just pretty much done with it. Like, I would wake up and just dread the hour-long drive Mm. to work. Mm. So I was pretty much dead inside (laughs) by the end of... 2014 so and being an Asian as well like you know being an Asian your whole life you've been taught to study go to uni get a job and you'll be happy right but honestly it wasn't doing it for me and the thing was it was affecting I wasn't happy and I felt like I wasn't doing enough for my family who had Mm. raised me Um, especially for grandpa so all these things were happening these were the two driving forces um, that made me think okay there's got to be something something else that I can do to tackle these problems so I thought to myself okay it's almost the end of 2014 grandpa's getting worse I'm sick of my job I'm going to just quit I didn't tell anybody. I had my partner at the time. I didn't even tell her. Mm. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my family. Because I knew they wouldn't understand. Mm. But from my point of view, I felt it was the best thing to do. Um, I wanted to be there for Grandpa in his final year. And I just wanted a fresh start. I didn't want to keep slaving away. And for what? You know, like for a paycheck you know mm. whatever so at the end of 2014 we had a um like a holiday a family holiday planned right it was a family cruise grandpa would be there and then right after that i had my own little holiday and i thought to myself okay after i'll take this holiday to think about what i want to do next yeah. year you know just you know reset have a think about how i can both be there for grandpa because it was coming to the point where he needed more care than just once a day uh, once a week sorry Mm. and also 
figure out a way to be more fulfilled in life and also make some money. So very hard things and very mm. scary. It was a very, very scary time for me. When I did quit my job, uh, I did get backlash <laughs> from the family. They were like, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing with yourself? As expected. Um, and it's not like a, I guess, stable career to go into immediately, like as a photographer. Yeah. It's, it's not like, say, yeah. you've gone from one office job to another it's more like i'm doing this thing that is kind of creative and it relies on people knowing who you are and and building your kind of clientele so that's right that's right but here's the thing the craziest thing is when i quit i hadn't even thought about pursuing photography it wasn't even in my mind yet actually maybe like i had one thought about it i Mm. I probably thought about it once but i was like oh you know that's just too crazy like i thought that was (laughs) the craziest thing at the time anyway but um finished the holidays it was great but the thing is i hadn't yet figured out what i wanted to do you know first few weeks back i was just looking after grandpa but in my spare time i would just really wreck my brain i'd be like how can i find it something to do where i can be at home with grandpa and but also still make some kind of money to sustain myself and then i thought of freelancing Mm. so freelancing was the key for me but uh, at the time i was still very much a hobbyist photographer i had no portfolio i had Mm. no client base i had only my camera the willingness to learn and yeah and i just went from there so the way i started was um there there are some like directory websites out there where you can create a bio and a profile and then people who have jobs they put their jobs out and then you Mm. can respond to them and that's literally how i got started i just put in lowball offers just to get my first gig yeah from there things just slowly um snowboard i got more experience i built up my portfolio word of mouth started to get around and then i would like to say before you know it i had a successful business but it's not really like that Mm. like in the first year my priority was still with grandpa i would only plan shoots around his schedule but it was it was great it was a really good it was a great year 2015 was the year where i got to do everything that i was wanting to do in 2014 so i got to take care of grandpa i was available for him whenever he wanted i was able to help him out and spend a lot of time with him Mm -hmm. in his last year um the doctors weren't sure when he was how long he had left but um by the end by november of 2015 I was with him in palliative care. I spent the night with him and then I woke up. I was woken up by the nurse and Mm. she had told me that he had passed. Yeah. And I expected to be a lot more upset. But Mm. the thing is, because I had spent so much time with him, you know, I was glad that I was able to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was the one who was right next to him. Oh. (laughs) it's that's really like there's two really nice kind of stories within that of 
how you know we're told that we should spend as much time with the people we love, not just when they're sick or, or when the end is near. So the fact yeah. that you were able to do that is really precious. But then also going back to quitting your job and, and being brave enough to just go, you know what, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to take some time to figure out what it is that I want to do that's really powerful. Yeah. The thing is that was the, um, the biggest silver lining for me Like when I look back. Because if if those things weren't happening, like if it was just one or the other, mm. I don't think I would be where I am today. Mm. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have uh, the I wouldn't have had the guts to take in that leap, and I probably would just still be stuck in a shitty ass job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm so thankful that everything has happened the way it has. Yeah, and. Um, but the thing is, so so after after mourning, you know, some time. Mm. So twenty sixteen was a great year because I spent twenty fifteen um, just slowly, slowly building up experience, clientele, portfolio, and then by twenty sixteen, I was ready to just ramp everything up, and from there things started to snowball because I just poured myself into my work mm. and I loved it and it was amazing and ever since then yeah things have been I haven't looked back like things have been really busy like I'm scared at all like if people think freelancing is like oh you know such you a risk <laughs> your work and but the thing is once you've uh you know established yourself a little bit the work is just going to come to you so i haven't been worried at all about job stability since then so That's it's awesome. been absolutely incredible and i would never look back yeah <laughs> never look back no more shitty ass jobs hey yeah, no more <laughs> shitty ass jobs. well i think that kind of covers the positive impact yeah one but absolutely. i i would like to know then fast forwarding to now, obviously you're a photographer and as you said just then, it's kind of, you know, it's your life now, your job, um, how it brings you joy and happiness. Oh, that's a super easy question to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the thing that, um, you know, in my old job at least, from my personal experience, I always tried to think, oh, okay, who am I benefiting? Like, how can I, like, what... The work that I'm doing, who is it going to benefit? And you want that kind of recognition or you want to know that the work that you're doing has an impact. But in the corporate world, you just don't get it. You, you feel like you're, you know, a cog in the machine yeah. most of the time. And even your, your senior management, they don't even care. They're mm. just like, yeah, you know, keep doing your work. But <clears throat> as a freelancer, it's a totally different world you work directly with your clients and and you can see exactly how your work affects them and it's the best feeling in the world like to do a good job on a shoot to bring your client's vision to life mm. and see their reaction you know across the table yeah that's there's no better feeling than that you know it's the it's the best thing to see your work impact someone else positively and that's why I love 
this job. It's just, it's not even a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the best feeling. Just what you see, love doing. Um, people get so excited to see the photos and videos. Mm. Um, it's great. It's so good. I know I feel the same, um, you know, with my writing, when people have said to me that they you know, really impacted by something that I've written, if it's the book or if it's a blog entry or whatever it was, like the idea that something that I've created, that was really fun just to do. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to write this thing. Yeah. That's a really nice feeling. So Absolutely. I relate to that. I relate to that. Do you have a, a memorable shoot that you've done yeah. or a client yeah, you don't have definitely. to say me I know you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the great thing about well one of the good things about this is um I've I've switched careers early enough to catch a lot of my friends weddings so yeah um one of my most memorable shoots was for a good friend of mine, his wedding. But not only did I do photography for him, I, I did the whole shebang for him. I did, I organized photography, videography, a same day edit, but also I emceed at his wedding and wow. I was the wedding singer at his wedding. Oh. So I did literally everything I could oh my for him. <laughs> And Please tell me was, you weren't working the next day or something. You had you the day what? off. <laughs> you know what? That day I actually had a wedding to shoot. Wow. As well. so, you're a gun. But here's the thing that people don't get. Like, mm. they think you're working. But for me, I'm just having fun. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm doing my good work. And, like, the hours are long, but, God, it's a bloody fun time. You yeah. Know? And so fulfilling. Especially to... And, and it... You know, I'd never attempted something like that before. Mm. And, and I was grateful that they gave me the opportunity to do that. And I don't think that's something you see very often where one person is in charge of all of those things <laughs> for a wedding. But it went off without a hitch. Like oh. all the people I had involved, there were 11 people involved in my team to do that, to pull mm. that off. And they all did their jobs amazingly well. And the feedback that I got and at the end of that night was just amazing. So, and from that, I've already booked another gig that is that same thing. So another like full It's on like a triple threat, <laughs> but like quadruple. <laughs> so that was just probably the most memorable thing. Wow. Um, yeah. Props just... to you for doing that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Is singing a real passion of yours as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So singing was probably my first love. Mm. I've been singing since um, high school, I guess. I was actually really shy in high school. Mm. Like, I was very introverted and shy. Um, didn't really talk much. Uh, I was very nerdy. But um, I think singing brought me out of my shell. Yeah. And just the, it's been a life-changing thing to pursue that passion as mm. well. Uh, I actually, I was, I didn't, and was never trained when I started. I just enjoyed it and people said I sounded good. So I just kept it up. <laughs> it wasn't until I started getting lessons that I really 
um, shot up in my skill. Like, mm. but then that awoke another passion in me, which was teaching. Um, and I can see how this is all kind of related now. Yeah. Like, uh, I just want to be someone who can, you know, bring happiness and, you know, spread the joy, spread the happiness in other people in any way that I can, whether that be entertaining people, whether that be teaching them these amazing skills mm. that everyone has inside them, um, bringing out their, not only their vocal ability, but, you know, bringing them out of their shell mm. as I once did for myself. Yeah, it, it all just relates to yeah. each other, you know. So, it's all connected. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm loving that I get to do all of these things now. Um, funnily enough, 0% of my income is earned from my uni degree. Yeah. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you out so, there. <laughs> you know, like I studied electrical engineering and I graduated with that, but I'm not using it at yeah. all. Yeah. And you hear of that happening a lot too. Mm, so it's I feel like, yeah, like looking back in my experience, like for, for something that's not, you know, a, a doctor or a lawyer or something, like even engineering, I would say everything you need to learn is on the job. Mm. Like for things like, uh, apart from those highest professions where you need to go to uni. Mm. You really don't need to go to uni. You can just make your own way. Yeah. What's well, the same with your photography? Because I'm sure the more you kept shooting different yeah. things, if it was just some of your friends, like, hey, can yeah. I take your photos? The more you kept doing that, that's probably where... That's led to where you are today, where exactly. you are exactly. much more comfortable and professional. But it's those those smaller moments when you were just saying, hey, can I, can I take your photo just for some practice? Absolutely. Like, I think uh, with the advent of the internet, YouTube, there's so much on YouTube Mm. that you can learn. If you're willing to spend a bit of time on yourself and you're passionate about something, Mm. there's nothing you can't learn. Like, when I started, there were so many things I didn't know about, but a little Google, a little YouTube, (laughs) one YouTube video, one Google search... And it was sorted. Yeah. You know, like, there's really no excuse now. <laughs> mm, yeah, there's resources <laughs> there's really everywhere. No there, there really is. For you yeah. to do something that you love. It doesn't have to be, you know, photography. It could be anything. Mm. Um, but I think another thing that really helped me out early on was having a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I was really fortunate to have found a mentor photographer very early on. So that was back in 2015, in my first year. And he helped me a lot just to, you know, see what I could become. Yeah. And also to help me a lot with the technical kind of things, mm. like how to shoot this and that. And just shadowing him, mm. just observing how he handles a shoot was brilliant for me and I've tried to do that as well I've taken photographers under my wing as well so just to give back yeah you know and I think that's very important to give back in whatever way you can I'm a big believer in um if you know that you're pretty good at something if you've got some skills it's kind of like your gift to the world I think you should always pass that on I mean of course you know 
sometimes there's competition within different things and maybe you might be wanting to get a shoot that someone else you know or, or whatnot, they want to get it as well. But I think that if you have the knowledge and the skills, you should be able to pass that on to someone else as well. Yeah. So yeah. what is your favourite thing to shoot? I think uh, like a creative portrait session would probably be my favourite thing to shoot mm-hmm. because that's when... So I enjoy problem solving. That's probably why I chose engineering to begin with. (laughs) And photography is a lot like problem solving. There's, um, you know, you have a client's vision and you have to bring it to life. And sometimes it's not easy and you have to think of how you can achieve that. And that's where you have to get creative. And that's when I get to flex my creative side and that's what I really like Um, music videos also very similar I love shooting music videos but another fun thing I love to shoot is weddings weddings are just really happy days and it's just full of love and a lot of people think oh shooting a wedding must be so stressful but I really don't find it stressful I think uh, I've been lucky all my wedding couples have been really chill and super lovely and i've just really enjoyed shooting weddings yeah. as yeah well. that's a great attitude and if anyone's looking for a wedding photographer out there <laughs> um just to go a little bit off script i think i was saying to you before i a question a couple of questions popped into my head this morning before you arrived but i was thinking about like a lot of people don't enjoy having their photo taken yeah and i think i i have a few ideas in my head as to why that is why do you think there are so many people that don't like having their photo taken or when they see a photo taken of them that they don't like it so much yeah so i've seen this a lot a hundred percent like um i think and i experienced this myself actually like if someone takes a photo of me which has happened not that much but it has happened i've been very critical of it but uh everyone's their own worst critic Mm. it's not just with photos it's anything that you do like for example with my students i always get them to watch back their performances and they always cringe mm. so it's it's not just for photos it's for anything that you create that's of yourself mm. that you look back on you're very critical of it but um people can be very critical of their own self-image and i get that i'm i'm the same um but it's just a matter of uh you know just slowly getting used to um what they're expecting and managing expectations you're right you know even you said yourself there are times when you're your own worst critic and i think there are times when you know we're not feeling it and we're we're not in a mm. good mood and you know someone might take our photo and upload it to social media and then there's panic stations but I think it, it's, it goes deeper than, you know, it's not just about the photo. It's, it's about right. a lot of other things going on. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I thought that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I just, it popped into my head this morning because I was at a work event yesterday and there was one of my colleagues just taking a bunch of photos and one of my colleagues made a comment where like, oh, if you share any, can you show me first? <laughs> and I was like, why yeah. are we like that? You know, so I've had really terrible photos shared of me online. I'm like, yeah, you could take that down, but whatever. That it was how I was at that moment. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. um, social media is a big 
part of that. Mm, it's changed people, the game. Um, people are uh, more conscious of how they look. Yeah. Because of social media, they want to always and only put their best foot forward. Mm. So if there's a chance of an unflattering photo, they will be like, ah. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So... What is next for you on your journey? Um, how would you like to continue growing as a photographer? That's an interesting question. Like, I haven't thought about that too far. I'm I'm just super happy just doing what I'm doing now. Mm. I'm just... I have... I don't feel any urge to expand. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I do expand, I'm going to have to bring people in. And then I feel like it's just not as authentic anymore you know what I mean like I don't want to become like a big studio I, mm. I think I like the size that I am now just where it's just me doing everything mm-hmm. and having the final say and <laughs> how everything looks and so I'm happy with where I am really I'm just happy to keep swimming along <laughs> yeah um, so you're very content it seems with what you're doing yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess this year and last year, actually, the first two years was was definitely very tough. Um, Something that I didn't really talk about before was it took quite a toll on my body, Mm. my just trying to do this because it's such a different um, way of life. Mm. The freelancer life is not nine to five, it's 24-7. And... At the beginning, the first two years, the biggest struggle for me was time management. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't know when to switch off. I, and I think even now, I still don't really switch off <laughs> as much as I should. Mm. But I guess, you know, um, in the past two years, I've just been more conscious of uh, getting enough rest mm. and not working into the ungodly hours of the morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting more rest and getting making sure I'm getting enough exercise getting enough yeah. food yeah and that has been the biggest change for me and I think I'm in a really good place now where mm. I've got great balance between my personal life and my work life I'm still working on it it's not perfect mm. Yeah, but uh, I think I'm in a much better place now than I was at the beginning. But yes, that's something that not many people will tell you. Mm. If you want to get into this freelance life, you got to be willing to put in the hard work. And at the beginning, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of that, I'm not going to lie. Mm. <laughs> that's, I think that's a good lesson for anyone out there, to, you know, whether they want to be a photographer or any other kind of freelancing that... It's not the glamour and the glitz and, you know, always fun. And I think that's a really good lesson as well, just in terms of self-care, making sure you're looking after yourself. Um, Yeah, good advice, good advice. So we're coming to the end of the podcast now where I always try to get you to sum up, you know, in whatever way you can about how you love the shit out of photography. I love doing what I do. I just... Just be able to uh, take photos and, and make videos and create memories for people and and seeing the impact that it has on them. There's 
Nothing better than I could want in this world. What are some other things you love the shit out of? You touched on your singing before, but any yes. other hobbies or things that you love uh, doing? I think I've already touched on this, but yeah. So my the loves of my, of my life are um, singing, uh, teaching, and this photography and videography. I think already, like for the average person, that's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the important thing is to that the thing that I want to hopefully inspire people to do is to to do things that you love and make the most of it. Okay, so if people want to get in touch with you, Jeff, how do they go about doing that through social media, your website? What's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, so um, you can hit me up if you want on Facebook. Instagram, my Instagram handle is gzpix, that's G-Z-E-E-P-I-X. Um, funnily enough, I don't really post much because I'm just so busy. And th this is the other thing, like, <laughs> another thing that I've noticed is um, the busy photographers, they'll tend to not post as much. But the thing is, people perceive them differently you know mm. what I mean like a, a, a normal person would perceive um, someone who updates a lot to be like you know oh really good and on top of their game mm. I don't think it's always the case definitely with some people yes who are very talented and have good time management but I think a lot of <laughs> a lot of photographers out there they care too much about their clients and not enough about themselves and so they they just won't bother posting anything but i think in my case like i i feel like um i actually haven't gotten that many like gigs just from people inquiring on social media i think right. most of my my uh, gigs have just been word of mouth referrals mm -hmm. so in that sense um i i never had the urge to post all that much on Instagram or anything. It saved me a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you can still see my portfolio. It is up to date. It is on my website. So, uh, and that's gzpix.com. And you can inquire through there as well if you want. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for being on the podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me, Sally. Thank you for loving the shit out of life with me. Don't forget to like the How to Love the Shit Out of Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have a copy of How to Love the Shit Out of Life, the book, you can purchase it now through most major bookstores. Till next time.